0: One hundred and forty divided by werewolves. The last episode of January two thousand twenty-two. Um, you, you did, did. you get any of this like horrifically bad weather, the bomb cyclone or whatever it is we're calling it?
1: Oh no, I didn't hear anything about that. Yeah, it's just really fucking cold here. That's...
0: Yeah, it was like you know like parts of. Um, New England, uh, we're getting like two feet of snow. In fact, they said that um, Boston was on track to get more. Like the single snowfall record, single day snowfall record was like twenty four point four inches, and they were Mm. on track to beat that. So, yeah, it's like just this all the way from like Maryland, the coast, all the way up like Long Island and New England and everything. Yeah, it was fucking. It was cold as fuck here. Like it got, Mm. it actually got to like. If not freezing, then below freezing. Uh, well, wow. yeah,
1: yeah. I, I didn't hear. I mean, I know it's been cold, but like, I don't know. I don't keep up with it or yeah. pay attention. I, honestly, the older I get, the less I pay attention to anything. <laughs> well, the only reason
0: I, you know, for us, it's because we've never lived somewhere like this before. Uh, like I've lived places where it was cold, right? So I know, like, mm. okay, yeah, you know, you 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 turn your turn the water lines to your faucets off and you open your faucets up, right? right? So, you know, you know, all the shit that you do, places where it can freeze so your pipes don't explode and blah, blah, blah. blah. Right. I've never lived somewhere like here where it's not supposed to get that cold. And I was like, you know, I saw some on the news that are like, well, you know, you should keep your your pool pump running so that, you know, it doesn't, you know, have a chance to, whatever, freeze in the pool line. So I was like, okay, so we did that. And then, so, here in Florida, everything is so flat and, and so much mm-hmm. stuff um, is not underground that we have this it's called a backfill valve and it's basically so that water from your house doesn't make its way back into the water supply. And it's in front of every single house and and what it looks like is it just looks like you know, like like a like a square N. So you got a pipe coming out of the the, the, the it's like I don't know foot and a half coming out of the ground and then it makes a right turn it's got some valves and comes back in you know does the same thing back down Mm -hmm. so you know we come home yesterday lynn and i and and we see like our neighbors are like wrapping theirs in like bubble wrap and we're like are we supposed to like wrap this is it like cold (laughs) enough that it's like gonna cause a thing but this is like the way that the water gets into your house from the water line so, like, that would be bad if that <laughs> burst. So Linda went across the street was like, are we supposed to do this? And they're from New York. And the guy's like, I, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think it's going to get that cold. But, like, everybody else is doing it. And we're like, fuck. So, like, look it up. And they're like, you know, people are like, yeah, you got to do it. So, you know, of course, I had to run out to the hardware. I don't have anything for that shit. So I would run to the hardware store. And then I was like, all right, I should go to my in-laws. So I go to my in-laws so I could do theirs. <laughs> my mother-in-law... <laughs> My mother in law is, she can't let you do anything for her. She has to pay you back. Mm. And I'm just like, so she's like, well, you had to buy those. Because I bought like the foam sleeves that go over the pipes. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, you had, I see you bought those. And I was like, no, I stole them. Like, you don't have to pay them for me. <laughs> so then I go to leave and she goes, she offered me pork chops. Uh, she was like, can I get you anything? And I was like, no, I got to go home and do this at home. And she's like, well, can I give you some pork chops? <laughs> and I was so shocked because I was like, I don't – wait, are you – did you make pork chops? <laughs> or do you have, like, raw pork chops? Like, what – I don't know what is weirder to think that, like, oh, I just made up a – like, it's, you know, 3 o'clock on a Saturday. So, of course, I just made up a batch of pork chops. <laughs> <laughs> and I got them sent around so you can have some, or I have some frozen pork chops, maybe not, maybe they're raw, I don't know, in the refrigerator, and you can take, like, I was just like,
1: no, I'm good. I mean, <laughs> I don't yeah, it's to it's all right. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the wedding singer, the old lady with the meatballs.
0: <laughs> but now I'm like, I wish I had said yes. I wish I'd been like, you know what, pork chops would be great, and then see what I get. Because either way, I mean, I'm either eating a fully cooked pork chop on my way home, which, you know, that's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> or, or a little of my shopping is done early. But I really now wanted to know what, in what form the, the pork chops would have been given to me. so. But, um, but the big thing down here when it gets cold, not necessarily where we are, but further south, is that the um, the iguanas fall out of the trees. Uh, <laughs> so iguanas are an invasive species in South Florida, and uh, mm. they can be pretty bad. Like They'll like, shit all over your pool cage, and they're really good swimmers, so they go they can go between the ponds and the neighborhoods through the storm drains and everything. But yeah, when it gets mm. cold, they because they're cold-blooded, they basically kind of like pass out and then fall out of the trees. So like Miami isn't a weird enough place that you've got as Florida is the weirdest fucking place. It's like no only in Florida would you have to worry about getting beaned by a frozen alligator. Uh, <laughs> as you're just walking around. Gnawing munching on your your pork chop reward. <laughs> So, yeah, so it was a uh, when it gets cold here, it certainly gets interesting. But, um, well, that's good. Glad. Cause I mean, like, I didn't think you guys were going to get any of the really like shitty weather. It definitely was like more northeast, but I wasn't sure how much like the cold. Cause I know it can get cold where you guys are because it got cold oh, yeah. in
1: Georgia. But I mean, there was, you know. there was snow. Uh, I guess it's been two weekends ago. Mm-hmm. I guess Saturday, like, it was snowing pretty good, but it didn't stick because it had rained off Friday night. So, mm-hmm. um, but it just got
0: fucking cold. <laughs> right, right. All right, well, look at this. Two old guys talking about the weather. Yep. Um, <laughs> That's right. Um, all right, so it, it continues to be a little bit of a drought uh, in terms of movies, although I have been, I don't know if you've kind of been following along um, with the, the Sundance coverage, but there's some really um, really interesting movies coming out of there, and so I'm looking forward. Mm-hmm. I have a list um that i'm keeping of, of movies that came out of there like another rebecca hall horror movie that looks amazing mm-hmm. um and then uh a bunch of other things one of which is coming to shutter um uh, i'm trying to remember which one it is um uh, later this year so hopefully um nice. we won't uh we won't have to uh wait too long uh i just can't remember which one it is um
1: I saw that uh the Benson and Moorhead uh, in the dirt or whatever mm-hmm. got was a lot of praise too. I mean yeah. shocker. But yeah, you know, right. it's always good to hear.
0: Um yeah. Speak no evil. Um so mm-hmm. that one's mm-hmm. that one's coming to uh looks like North America, UK, Ireland, late twenty twenty two, um but also uh got snapped up by Shutter. So that's amazing. Nice. Um mm-hmm. yeah. But um yeah, I mean there's a lot of like a lot of good stuff, uh, you know, and, and not just horror movies. So I was kind of excited to see, um, you know, some some good stuff coming out of there, um, because you know w- we've been spoiled of late, and and now it's kind of a, a drought. Um, yeah. So to to kind of hear that there's some some good things coming is is always exciting. Um, all right, so which which one do you want to do first? We have two movies to talk about. Uh, today, uh, and then Mitch played a, a new game that I'm excited to hear about. Um, so, which one do you want to uh, chat about first?
1: Um, I could probably Last Matinee, I have the least to say about, to be honest.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, so Last Matinee, which is um, on Shudder, uh, directed by Maximiliano Contenti. Uh, also written by him. Um, this is a Spanish-language film. I'm not sure where um, it was. Uh, Uruguay uh, is yeah. where it was uh, originally made. Um, and it's basically about uh, this movie theater, um, and uh, a bunch of folks are watching a movie, and unbeknownst to them, uh, there is a killer in their midst um, who likes to kill people and then take out their eyeballs so that <laughs> he can eat them. Um, <laughs> yeah. I I personally, I loved it. It was, it, there was not a lot of, that's basically it. Like, there's your plot yeah. right there. Like
1: Right, I, I loved it too. But like I said, I, there's not much to say about it other than that. I
0: mean, yeah, I mean, but <laughs> it was very much a, a, I don't know how you pronounce it, giallo, giallo? Yeah,
1: giallo, like, giallo. A, like, a, like a Spanish sort of uh, yeah. take on the shallow yeah
0: yeah i mean down to the you know kind of like the bookmarking the film with certain imagery the 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 sound cues mm-hmm. kind of some of the close-ups of of the you know the the kills um and and but then also you know i mean just like that just kind of um kind of foreboding atmosphere of like yeah you know the people in the in the movie theater don't know what what's about to happen but but you know but the audience does um and yeah i mean there's like you said there's there's not there's not a lot to it but yet at the same time like um some really good kills um mm-hmm.
1: yeah lots well, yeah the gore was good
0: um and uh and when you see that the guy is like you know <laughs> killing people for the eyeballs you're just like oh my god
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and like that motherfucker was like like because you know the jalo, like it's always how you say it it's usually like um, it's almost like this sexy kind of thing Yeah, uh, the killer is like you know you almost never see him until like the very end and it's like it's, it's usually not someone who looks as fucking deranged as this yeah. guy looked. <laughs> like this dude was completely off his fucking rocker. Like, yeah. like big time. Like <laughs> there was this one scene where where they do like the they finally kind of do the full face reveal, and I was just sitting there like, fuck. Like I don't even want to look at him because he just looks so fucking. And he's like smiling and shit. Yeah, and eating an eyeball, and I was just yeah, like, goddamn.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean <laughs> like, he shows up to the movie theater full, you know. Kind of raincoat, heavy raincoat with the hood, and then the gloves. You know what I mean? It's like I'm like I don't know how anybody wouldn't have, upon selling him a ticket, been like, we need to keep an eye on him.
1: I mean, it was pouring rain in his defense outside, so (laughs) yeah, but
0: it wasn't like a raincoat, like you know what I mean? It wasn't like a a fisherman. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like exactly. It wasn't. Yes, yes. Then yeah, but um. You know, and it, it was. I, I know this is terrible, but I always like like horror movies that are okay with killing young teens or whatever. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, sometimes it's like it's easy to go, all right, no, nothing's going to happen to that guy, uh, you know, because right. because of his age. So, not to say that I advocate murdering teenagers, <laughs> but if it's a horror movie and people are dying, then everybody, you know, my take is that everybody has to be fair game because otherwise it's too easy as a viewer right. to feel to not always be scared right like if yeah. if if there are certain characters that are you know that they're safe then anytime they they're in jeopardy in the movie as a viewer you're not going to be scared because you know all right they're not going to kill that person um right. So it's like, you know, if you're really going to do it right, to me, everybody, everybody has to be, you know, kind of on the table. Like, that was, you know, that was the big thing with Scream, right? Like, they, they make a big deal that, that Drew Barrymore's in this movie, and then she dies in the first 10 minutes. And that sets the tone of, doesn't matter who's in it, doesn't matter. It doesn't, everybody is, no one is safe in this movie. Um, now you know it turns out Neb Campbell ended up being safe for however many movies, but still like you know <laughs> right. at the time we we didn't kind of know that, so um so I kind of liked in this movie that you know they have the kind of the the shitty movie theater teenagers, and they were not safe at all <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, right. but uh yeah, I mean and it's 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 it it moves fast it's you know it's an hour and a half, um yeah. You know, and 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 even though it is subtitled, it's. I mean, you you could miss some dialogue and not really. <laughs> yes. I, mean, I mean, the Giallo movies are all. A lot of them are subtitled too, because a lot of them are, are in Italian. So it's like. You oh know, yeah, that's where
1: it comes from. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're not really losing anything if, for whatever reason, um, you know, you 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 kind of missed a couple of not not like it's hard to, to read along, but for some people, it, it's more of a of a distraction. Yeah. But. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I, I've been watching a bunch of things on on Shutter of late, um, and this was definitely one of the uh, the better ones that I've seen.
1: Yeah, Vinegar Syndrome got this and was putting out the Blu-ray of it, so I had um, I had ordered it, but it hasn't come in yet because I ordered something else from their January catalog, and that stuff ships later for um, unless you're a subscriber, so. It's on the way, but it hadn't. So I was glad to see it on Shutter, so I can go ahead and watch it. But
0: so, how does um, that work then? Are they like a they're like a boutique? Like yeah, DVD? okay. But then you you sub, you can either subscribe and then get what like early access. Like you
1: yeah, so so basically, like every year um, during their Black Friday sale, they also offer up the subscription for the next year, mm-hmm. um, which is basically you get all the main the mainline vinegar syndrome releases. Now they have a bunch of partner labels and things like that. So, like like sensor. Um, mm. came out on blu-ray here from them so instead of being able to pick it up for 12 bucks at walmart i had to pay like 30 bucks for i mean it's a really nice like release like it's got, got artwork and a, and a slipcover and tons of bonus stuff that it absolutely would not have been there had it been you know from like rlje at walmart or mm-hmm. something like that so right like you know you, you have to pay a premium but at least you get a little more for your money but yeah as far as i know i don't know the sensors available any other way i know it's from them first but anyway it's like like if you do the subscription you get every release mainline vinegar release for the month and they always send those out to people first mm-hmm. and then like me i kind of cherry pick what i want as as the year goes on because i don't you know they do a lot of obscure stuff which is cool but it's not always something that i really need or want yeah. um yeah and so instead of paying the six hundred bucks or whatever it is for the year, I just kind of spend twenty thirty bucks here 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 or there as I go. Yeah, um, but that means I have to wait for mine a little longer than than other people, but that's fine. Gotcha.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's like the Criterion Collection. I get the emails because I bought um, I bought the Godzilla collection from them when they announced. Mm-hmm. It. I pre-ordered it when they announced it, and it's like every month I'm like looking at these movies and I'm like. I don't know what most of these are. Like, I love yep. movies, but I don't like <laughs> right. love. Like, I'm not. Right. I, I mean, I am not, you know, an aficionado to the point where, you know, I can recognize some obscure 1935 Italian film. It's just like, oh, right. okay, you know, so. Um, yeah, same here. <laughs> yeah, you know, so it's like, I know the criterion channel that streaming service is supposed to be amazing it's like it's like what shutter you know it's 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 what shutter is for for classic films uh mm-hmm. and i'm glad it's there and i've certainly thought about you know kind of subscribing but at the same time i'm like i don't know if i would get the same value from it because and i could just watch them you know not to say that that i wouldn't get something from it but it's like i, I kind of need to have something that on it you know when i when i kind of first read about it i'm like oh yeah that's something i want to watch and a lot of the times it's like you know i can kind of recognize the value of some of mm-hmm. these movies from a film history perspective i just don't have any interest in watching them right um, exactly yeah um yeah so anyway um so either you know go ahead and get it from uh vinegar syndrome or get a shutter subscription and uh and watch it there um Okay, so our next movie actually came out last year, at the very uh, tail end of last year. I think it was sometime in December. Oh, no, I guess it was end of end of November. Um, mm-hmm. And that is Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. Um, and it is uh, written and directed by Johannes Roberts. mm mm-hmm. um, and stars <coughs> Robbie Amell. So if you watched uh, Heal or not Heal, but um, oh shit, he was in—he uh, was on an Amazon Prime show. It's actually pretty good. He
1: um, well, he's a babysitter for me as The only I really knew him from. Ooh, say that again. The babysitter was the only thing I, I really. Oh, knew okay. Him from.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was also—he was very briefly on the Flash. He—he uh, he hmm. was um, like the original Firestar. Um, on Flash, Um, but Mm. yeah, he was on a show on Amazon Prime. He was actually pretty good. It was about this guy who died and had his consciousness, like, uploaded to... uh, Upload. You'd think I'd remember that. Mm. (laughs) So he had his consciousness (laughs) uploaded to this, um, this service that would allow your soul to live kind of digitally, but depending on the tier you had, you either had, like, a shit afterlife or... You know, you had like a five, like it was like a five-star hotel, and your loved ones could like pay for, you know, different activities and different things to happen. And he kind of falls in love. There's like a at a certain tier, you're assigned like a like a customer service rep who can like manifest in the digital afterlife and then help you out. And he kind of falls in love with her while at the same time, because the idea is like you know, they kind of keep your consciousness going until maybe they could get, like, a body for you to go back into, and his, like, fiancé was trying to keep him going in case they could get a body, but she was kind of an asshole. It was really good. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so uh, Kaya Scudelario, I do not know her as Claire Redfield, Tom Hopper as Albert Wesker, uh, Donal Logue, whom I love is Chief Irons. So I watched this movie, I don't know uh, Resident Evil, like, at all uh oh you know I,
1: you know the um the girl she was in crawl
0: oh yeah that's right yes oh my god i didn't even recognize her yeah, yeah. different era. well she yeah wow god damn you're right the
1: girl i'm,
0: I'm yeah claire because I, I can't remember her
1: real name. So. kaya
0: yeah <laughs> kaya, kaya scotillario yeah you're right she was in crawl Is Haley. god damn um So, yeah, so basically, uh, I kind of came to this knowing, like, names. Like, Mm -hmm. I know that, you know, Chris Redfield is in a Resident Evil movie. I know that Leon Kennedy is in a Resident Evil game. I know that um, Jill Valentine is in a Resident Evil game. I know Wesker (laughs) is in, you know what I mean? But I couldn't tell you, like, like I played... I think it was the Resident Evil. I played the Resident Evil remake on the GameCube. Mm-hmm. And who who did that have in it? The original Resident Evil.
1: Uh, that was Chris and Jill were the main characters.
0: Okay. And then was, was Leon the guy who gets goes to get the senator's daughter or whatever in Resident Evil 4? Yes. Okay. I played that one, but I didn't finish it. And that's, that's it right there. That's the sum total <laughs> of my Resident gotcha. Evil um, experience. So... Is there a game because that that kind of mirrors Welcome to Raccoon City?
1: Yes. And what? Yeah. Is this it? is this is sort of a one and two mixed together. Um, because I mean, I you saw got that. The, definitely
0: the mansion was there. You've got
1: the mansion. You've got Chris and Jill. You got the stars team going to the mansion,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then you've got which the, is part um, one
0: the zombie Doberman. Yeah. And the piano yeah. and then to Of course the.
1: the uh, that when they when they see the first zombie and it's the guy eating and he slowly turns his head back like mm-hmm. that, that iconic. Oh, that's scene right. From the first game.
0: Oh, also um, I have to point out that um, the always ama- amazing Neil McDonough uh, uh, as as William Birkin. Uh, yeah.
1: Well, that's so. That's part two, uh, Doctor Birkin, um, and and and. Um, Umbrella, umbrella. Jesus, that's what I was trying. I was looking for. I had the logo in my head and I'm like, Mm. what the fuck is that? (laughs) So, um, um, Umbrella wanting to shut down Birkin's research and destroy the lab is essentially part two. And what you've got in part, so you've got part one with the mansion. Part two is Claire going into Raccoon City to find her brother, which is in this movie. Okay. Uh, Chris Chris is her brother. And then, um, and then Leon. Going to Raccoon City as having just joined the police department is is part two, and their paths cross um, in in the second game. So yeah.
0: okay, so so Leon, so four was not the first time we'd seen because he he was a grizzled man no, in was, four. Yeah. He he seemed yeah. like he had seen some things. That makes sense. Then. Yeah,
1: okay. He had in part two. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, part so two then, and,
1: and, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, sorry I was just gonna go into part three yeah your your um, Jill again but in going up against nemesis so that was okay nemesis, so is but.
0: nemesis the thing that Birkin turns into at the end
1: no 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 Birkin that's just whatever they I don't know what they call that thing that's just William Birkin is what I always call it the thing with the big eyeball on the shoulder yeah, and yeah, and that, shoulder yeah but he wasn't dead at the end oh sorry spoiler alert yeah <laughs> Well, so, I mean, you, if you've ever played Resident Evil, you know Bergen keeps coming. Like, there's like 19 different fights with them by the end of that oh, game.
0: Oh, okay. So w- what is the Nemesis then? Because was three Nemesis or is that...
1: Yeah, three was where Nemesis came in. Nemesis was just um, another um, of Umbrella's experiments. Um, I can't remember if... It wasn't Tofu, I don't think. I could be remembering that wrong. But to- I, I think finished? Nemesis... I I think Nemesis was just another of their attempts to do genetic, like a genetic soldier kind of thing that went wrong. Okay. But I can't remember. I I mean, I've played them all and there's so many and I get it mixed up between what was in one of those shit. Paul Thomas or not Paul Thomas and Paul W.S. Anderson.
0: Anderson, Yeah.
1: Or, or the game. It's been so long since I played part three.
0: Okay. So then who, Who is in seven
1: and eight? Um
0: shit. Is it different person altogether?
1: Oh yeah, they're all they're all different. Uh Chris shows up in eight. He showed up at the end of seven. Chris showed up at the end of seven, so Chris is still in the games. But as far as like characters that would have been in any of the other games, I think Chris was the only person that showed up in seven or eight.
0: And doesn't like Wesker? Isn't he like a bad guy, Albert Wesker? Doesn't he? Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, he kind of you kind of got the double cross in this movie. Yeah, yeah. But but he also spoiler alert, I guess. (laughs) But but he gets his glasses. You know, he has his trademark sunglasses and and all that shit in the. If you watch the after credit thing, you saw that. So yeah. Yeah, he's 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 one of the big bads.
0: Okay, Um, because like Resident Evil to me, Resident Evil is to me as as dense as Metal Gear. Like the I, I to me those two franchises are very similar in that like there's there's spin off games, there's characters yeah. that were good and aren't good and it's like oh, you know, yeah. you know, you all that type of stuff where the the, the you know f- folks come and go and, and and all that stuff and they've got a kind of a deep bench a deep roster and, and all that stuff yeah. and
1: yeah um, for sure, like that's the only comparison I think you could make.
0: well, I find them both to be equally impenetrable uh on the Metal uh, Gear side because i don't I just haven't found a Metal Gear game that I like and on the Resident Evil side because I just I'm not a survival horror fan, so for me, they might as well be the same thing <laughs> yeah I got you. um okay so so i I came from this as a different angle than you did, so for you as someone who you know, has you know uh, a storied uh, kind of ex- you know history with the Resident Evil games. How did you feel about this movie?
1: All right, so I recognize that it's not a good movie, mm-hmm. but I fucking loved it. Okay, like as a fan of these games, and and obviously uh, Johannes Roberts is also he wrote the thing and directed it. So and I know the dude can make good movies because I fucking love I didn't like Forty Seven Meters Down Uncaged or whatever. Yeah. But I, I liked the first one and I fucking love The Strangers Pray at Night. So
0: Yeah, the the Forty Seven Meters Down movies, I'm not a fan of either one of them, but Strangers Pray at mm-hmm. Night is is a is a I mean, it's not as scary to me as Strangers, but it it, oh, no. it it's still a good movie. It's definitely worth right. watching.
1: So so this like I mean it's down to the delivery of the dialogue, this is this is the if you did not like the other Resident Evil movies because they didn't follow the games, like this is what this is yeah it's just it's just the games, but as a movie and but I mean, also kinda...
0: I do feel it was it's better than that because I feel like sometimes when like okay, like we both really enjoyed Monster Hunter, but also mm-hmm. it felt like there was a lot it took for that to finally go full monster hunter, right? Mm-hmm. right? Um it wasn't like the new Mortal Kombat where it was like just kind of from jump, you know. So right. um I think that there's you know even 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 movies that are trying to be games and kind of still follow the the, the path of a game can also kind of not can take can take a minute to get going or still not, mm-hmm. you know, kind of do as well
1: right yeah but i mean like you know i mean most of the the resident evil games are are fairly cinematic in the way they work they're just like yeah. watching a b playing a b movie right and that's yeah. kind of what this is um and i thought you know it, it nailed it like it, it's very much was like and this and i had just come off of uh finishing the resident evil 2 remake mm. um while i was because that's what i did like when i was off work for the when we were closed i played yeah. um I played and finished Halo, and I finally finished the Resident Evil 2 remake. And so I was, like, all in on this anyway. Like So when I got a chance to watch it, I was I was fucking pumped for it. And I was pretty sure I was going to enjoy it just based on what I had seen. Yeah. Which, you know, you kind of never know. But, uh, yeah, man, it, it was everything I wanted out of it. I mean, I didn't expect it to be, you know, <laughs> like some amazing – like deep, you know, yeah. artsy horror film. Like it's it's a fucking zombie, it's a zombie movie based on a zombie game that's loosely based on shitty zombie movies.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I and I think the, the one thing though, and I think that's interesting that you say this because when you, I mean, that's absolutely one hundred percent true. But it's like you know we're so used to zombie movies being these like hordes. Of, of zombies that um you know this game feels kind of zombie light almost <laughs> yeah <laughs> like when you when you look at it when you think of like okay world war z where there's like they're crawling even the game too which i mean i know that mm-hmm. the movie came first then the game but like they're they're crawling they're you know scrambling over each other to get up the walls right mm-hmm. um or you know you know the walking dead comics where where you know some of the some of the the protagonists are are literally like herding you know just right. these massive crowds of zombies and then this movie seemed you know very zombie very light on the zombies <laughs>
1: yeah i mean yeah i mean like in the first game they kind of they kind of ease you into it but then yeah. you know there's never like <clears throat> what you would call a horde there's like you'll like certain parts of the especially like part two when it's more opened up and you're not only in the mansion, mm-hmm. um, you'll run into, you know, five or six outside in the street or something. But like in the first one, I mean, <clears throat> you'd go into a room and there might be one, there might be two, but like it never was like, you know, right. an Overwhelming mass. And even the, and like you said, the movie kind of does, there's what one or two scenes where I guess somebody gets overrun, but yeah, it's nothing like what you usually see now when you watch zombie stuff.
0: But that also fits with the games because, you know, the games were all about, you know, s- s- like s- scrounging and, and holding on mm-hmm. to bullets and things until you needed them. So if if you're going to throw 30, 40 zombies right. at somebody in an encounter, you can't have that. One or two can still kill you because right. bullets are such a, a premium and, and and you can't necessarily use all of your ammo now because you don't know what's coming you know
1: yeah because the 20, 30 you know, minutes like just now. like in the just like in the movie or you know it's like you got more than zombies to contend with right right and like the zombies are like the bottom of the the food chain when it comes to the fucking enemies in resident evil <laughs> games right right because i mean even the the dogs are are hell because of how fast they are but then you got you know, lickers and hunters and, and the bosses and like all this other shit too, to contend with. So,
0: right. Right. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was, it was like, I mean, it was fine. Like it was, you know, the production values were pretty good. Some of the, the creature effects were, were, were were good. Um, Mm -hmm. I felt like there was one scene in particular and I texted you about this where they were just like (laughs) beating you over the head with the fact that this movie was set in 1998. And I was like, okay, you you (laughs) kind of, at this point, what you've got is you're going to have a clear demarcation between people who've played some of the newer Resident Evil games who were not alive in the 90s (laughs) to know any of these things that you're talking about. And then you and I were like, oh, yeah. But, I mean, it's like even in the 90s, you would never say all of those things in one long diatribe, right? Like right. Right. But I, I love Donald Logue, like I've loved his work, oh, yeah. you know, forever. Um so I was I was kind of okay with it, but I also was just like, all right, like we get it. You know, like right. um But it did I didn't yeah. think it was funny that, you know, Wesker finds the Palm Pilot and I was like, oh my God, like I forget. Like yeah. you know, it's like yeah. it's so easy to feel well, like in the nineties were just ten years ago. <laughs> like
1: Right. Well, then, like the the helicopter pilot playing Snake on his fucking Nokia and shit.
0: Right, right. But even like, I, and I had forgot <laughs> it was set in nineteen ninety eight. So like, when um, um, uh, um, Claire, you know, was was talking to Chris, was like, she's like, I've been talking to some chat rooms, and he's like, what the fuck's a chat room? Yeah. I was like, he wouldn't know that. Then I was like, oh shit, no, he wouldn't. Like, right. you know, you forget right. that? You know, nineteen ninety eight. Maybe he wouldn't. Um, yeah.
1: But uh, I I wasn't. My brother was all into that shit, and I never. I didn't give a fuck about that computer in his room.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think. I think so. Ninety-eight. Yeah, so nineteen ninety-eight, I had a computer, but I didn't have. I mean, we would have had internet. It would have been dial-up. Oh yeah. I mean, I would have had to. You know, it'd be like I hope nobody wants to call us because I got to use the internet. (laughs) I mean, maybe you're getting email, but I mean, I didn't have like broadband or. You know, anything Ooh. like that. Um But uh yeah. Yeah. Um but I mean I, I again I think it's I think it really kind of depend I depends on just like you and I really loved the Monster Monster Hunter movie because it mm. showed these giant monsters and kind of what maybe would go into fighting them, even if it took a minute to get going. But we're also like really you know, we, we loved World and, and Rise right. and stuff so you know, and I think that how much you enjoy that movie really depends on how much you love Monster Hunter. I feel like this movie as just kind of like a horror zombie movie is a little bit more accessible to people who are not fans of um the uh, the franchise only because zombie movies are more of a known than sure something yeah. like, you know, a Monster Hunter. Oh, absolutely. Um you no, know, do they have plans to like make more and and how do they, do these cross over at all with the Anderson films or no? I've never watched any of the Anderson ones.
1: So no, like this seems to be uh, uh, totally separate from those, and it, it didn't even it didn't even really um, like like there's lots of like Easter eggs and little like nods to the games and even in, you know in the dialogue and stuff. Um, there's lots of like oh I know what that is. But uh, no mention of Alice, who's like Mia, jo- Mia Jovovich's character. Mm-hmm. Um, none of that. No mention of anything that, that happened in any of those films. I saw that he was like a producer or something on this, though. <clears throat> or so why like did that? they the make?
0: Why did they make a new? I thought the Resident Evil movies were pretty. They weren't like setting the world on fire, but they were still pretty yeah. solid performers. Why? Why did yeah, I they decide know. to make a new one?
1: I don't know if he just had told the story he wanted to tell because, like, the whole thing was centered around Alice and her kind of story ran through basically the whole thing. And then I honestly don't remember how the last one ended, but I think it was supposed to be the last one anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess he's done telling her story, and then this kind of came about, and then you know, somebody else was like, "Well, I'd like to tell the Resident Evil story," and he's like, "Yeah, all right." Mm-hmm. I, I honestly, I have no idea. I hope they make more. To be honest with you, like, I like this one that much, but. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know, I don't know what the whole deal with that was, but they don't, they don't mention the the others at all.
0: Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think they did either, um, but I wasn't sure, um, like if there was any sort of tie in at all that I just didn't get because
1: yeah. um, not that I caught. Okay, I mean that's not to say there wasn't something. Like I said, I most of those I watched once. You know, I was like, yeah, all right, that was another Resident Evil, and yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. you know, this gave me more of the kind of the feeling I wanted to get from a Resident Evil movie, so I'd Mm -hmm. be way more interested in seeing this continued than going back to that, but, I mean, I'd watch it either way. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: All right. Well, um, yeah, I mean, so it came out at the end of theaters, or, sorry, at the end of theaters. (laughs) Hey, who knows? Maybe I'm seeing the future. It came out at theaters at the end of November, but it's available all the places that you you rent and... Get all your your digital films. Uh, like I, I, really like Robbie Amell. Um, I like Stephen Amell too. Although I'm not a big fan of Heels. Uh, we did, we only made it through four or five episodes, but I I like Robbie Amell. So you know, uh, anything that you know kind of keeps his career going, uh, is is okay with me. Um, so real quick, I and I didn't talk about this. I it's kind of I don't remember when I finished watching it, but relative to when we had a show, but um, I did finally. I finally sh- finished watching Dexter, the New Blood, the the mm-hmm. final season, and uh, I had such high hopes for New Blood when it started, and then you know when that ended, it wasn't as bad. It wasn't as bad as the ending of you know what had been the final season, but at the same time, it just I don't really feel like. How they chose like it it warranted them coming back and doing a final season. Um, mm-hmm. I don't I don't feel like it made up for the shitty hurricane ending. Um, I feel like they they let Dexter off the hook way too easy, and I know it, which would have been fine if if it had kind of been the Dexter that they you had seen in in the first eight seasons. But mm-hmm. this Dexter, like he kind of starts off okay, but then at the end he really kind of turns into someone that you're just like not like rooting. For. I don't I'm not gonna spoil it for anyone, but like you're not rooting for him at all. Like he you're really like like it could kind of like what you would expect when you're like, oh I've been watching a serial killer for eight seasons, right? Like you're like <laughs> wow, this guy is just a complete piece of shit. Mm-hmm. So you kind of want him to at that point almost get what he should get and then he doesn't. And I, I was like, this is worse. Like I would rather have just (laughs) thought he was just living as a lumberjack up and, you know, whatever, and not had what, what happened, which was really disappointing because I thought that, but I mean, the problem is, and this is the thing that I've said about the show you know i mean i watched it several years removed from when it was it was the thing people kept talking about and and getting all these awards which i don't feel like really any of them were were warranted to be perfectly honest every season of dexter it just kept turning into this you know oh how's dexter going to get out of this one you know and then it had to be some weird fucking confluence of events to where someone you know he can pin it on somebody else or somebody's mm-hmm. not paying attention, that type of thing. And you're like, that that's one thing in, you know, Miami, which is a huge city. And if he, even working for the police department, you know, almost you would think that would make the cops even more myopic. They're not going to want to think it's one of their own. And it's such a huge city. It could be anyone. Well, he's in this fucking... Upstate New York town, there's like maybe a hundred people in it. Like, how far can you go where people aren't going? Well, wait a minute! Like, this scene. <laughs> and then it definitely started to head towards that. So you were like, okay, he can't keep like talking his way, or he can't keep having these situations where it's some weird coincidence that he can get out of what he's doing. So I felt like The, the I felt like the the show just by putting him where he did they they kind of just from jump had had written themselves into a corner and then i just wasn't thrilled with the way that they resolve things so Mm. um you know but that's just me i I don't really know how i don't i don't read any of the critical takes on things i don't I, I I read about some of that stuff for shows like like I read like the AV Club I read their take on Legends of Tomorrow every week just because I I really like I love the show and I just am curious mm-hmm. just to see like some of the stuff that they 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 see that I didn't because I'm not paid to cover a TV show so I don't have a near encyclopedic knowledge of it but um but this I was right. just like whatever
1: you know yeah i I have no interest in watching it and i liked the show back when i was watching it um, 100 years ago but the ending was so bad it just soured me on the whole fucking thing and And that's the thing
0: i i don't feel like it's worth watching i don't feel like it did anything in any way to really help what they had done at the end of it
1: right um yeah, and I got a spoiler about it. After it aired, I, I'm not, I was like, I'm not going to watch it. I'll just see how it ended. And I was like, yeah, that also sucks. <laughs> it does. Yeah, exactly.
0: I, I feel like if you went into this going, well, I want an actual, like, I want a good ending. I don't feel mm-hmm. like you got it. So you just Mm-mm. spent nine hours or ten hours or however many hours it was watching Dexter. I mean, good for, you know, see Michael Hall, whatever his name is, whatever the fuck his name is. Mm-hmm. You know, keep getting work. And, um, you know, but... Um. Okay, so real quick before I were I really am interested in hearing about Death's Door that you played. I finished Halo uh and uh <laughs> it was I mean it was better than than the Halo games that have been out, but like mm. man that grapple shot was just incredibly overpowered on normal. <laughs> <laughs> like when I read that yeah. they're like, "Oh, like normal is now like heroic because we always thought you should play Halo on heroic." I was like, oh shit, it shit's going to get real for me. And then uh I I also read something out that was like, forget about all these fucking gadgets. Just upgrade the grapple shot. That's all you need, just the grapple shot. And I was like, yeah, okay. And then man, they were not wrong because there were whole rooms that I cleared without firing a fucking shot. Like it was just.
1: Yeah, I wish I'd have known that when
0: I played. <laughs> oh my god! Like, like we talked about this Friday night. Like, there was one encounter on the gondola where I used the drop wall. Um, mm. there was one encounter against the boss where I used the thrusters, and you could have mm. used the gravel shot, and then to get a skull one of the skulls, there were four invisible sword elites. And I used the threat sensor there. Even the mission where they give you the threat sensor, and you've played the elite. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and I actually posted it to my Twitter. It was just me, just grabble shotting, just, just, just punching the shit out of him. And I actually <laughs> threw, a, threw a grenade at his dead body at the end, I didn't know he had died, so they were going to just be safe. But it was just like the grapple shot is just so good that you can completely, if you are smart about how you use it, and you're totally okay with running away and letting your shields recharge, you can just fuck up entire rooms full of enemies with mm. nothing but the grapple shot. Between the grapple shot and the and the and the canisters. And I'm like, I don't think this is how it's supposed to be. Like, normally in Halo I get irritated that I couldn't just, like, pick up ammo. And I was so excited to be able to run over a gun and get ammo. And then I was like, I don't need no fucking ammo. Like, <laughs> I'm just yeah. going to fucking no. lightning punch this grunt into another universe. <laughs> like. <laughs> but, uh, but that being said, towards the end, there was a couple times when I... I grabble, thunder punched my way through the floor and clipped through the level. Mm, <laughs> and had <to> restart. <laughs> like the, the, um, the silent auditorium level, which is like the second to last level. Um, I did that like three times at the beginning. Um, and then that one, for whatever reason, every time I would pause the game, it wouldn't say like restart checkpoint. It would just be like restart mission. So I ended up having to do... Because, like, quick resume in this game is really super wonky, especially if you're, like, collecting shit. So I tried not to do that. But, like, in that one, I was, like, I've done this opening part, like, four times because I kept clipping through the floor. And that was where the last skull was, too. So, um, but, yeah, grapple shot. All this, who cares about the other things? But that is one of my criticisms about the game, too, is that, you know, you get... If you get everything on the map, you get more Spartan cores and shit like that than you actually can use. And I'm not a fan of that. To me, like if you are going to have essentially an in-game economy, then allow people to use it even after they've maxed things out. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm finding that as a problem with BioMutant right now where like I've got all these points towards attributes but uh, like I can unlock new powers but I can't map them to buttons because I already have powers or I can't you know and it's like if you, you have to assume you have to plan for people who are going to go and find everything not just the people who are only going to find a few things so to have like all these Spartan cores that I was getting but all of my gadgets were like completely maxed out well let me do something let me use them on something mm-hmm. um, but Oh well, I mean, still. That being said, and I wasn't thrilled with how they did the weapon and everything at the end, but it was still like I I, I enjoyed it when I played it. I don't really have any interest in continuing to play it once all the the, the co op stuff comes out. But um, which is way more than I can say about four and five, which yes. you know we weren't fans of at all. So, but um, all right. So you played what? What's it called again? Death's Door. Death's Door. Okay. Uh, and this is on on Game Pass, and you said it's a Devolver Digital published game?
1: Yeah, Devolver Digital put it out. It's done by a studio called Acid Nerve. Okay. Um, this is what I think is their third release. They had a Flash game that kind of went viral. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember the name of that. And then they had a game called Titan's Soul or something like that. That sounds um, familiar. Yeah that looked like a very you could see the progression because I, I watched a no clip. actually had a little mini doc on this game um i learned a lot about this game the last couple of days that i had no idea going into it uh-huh. um i saw it i saw it pop up um on game pass and i was like oh that's that game because i love devolvers like e3 or whatever you call it like yeah presentations like then you know they put out a bunch of things that i really like ruiner and and um Carrying, uh, sh- yeah, that's the one I was looking for. um And so I, I you know, I, uh, my friend Pedro, I think, was theirs. Yep. Um, so they put out, you know, shit that I like, and I was like, oh, that game with the little crow, I, yeah, I'm gonna check that out. But like, apparently, it was 2021 Indie Game of the Year for a lot of people. No Clip did a little doc on it, um and I was like, holy shit, this was a big deal. I had no idea. <laughs> like, I had already kind of finished the the main campaign, and I'm going through and doing extra stuff now. So. Yeah. But, like it was super cool to like learn all this shit, but yeah these it's like this studio of like only two people, and like I said this I think is their third third release and it's blowing up for', them, mm-hmm. which is fucking great, good for them um, so, well so, deserved so <laughs> what what
0: like what is it i don't I don't know anything about this game
1: so and this was this kind of almost turned me off of it, and it's frustrating um to see these like You read like these little oh, it's like this and this, and like everything that doesn't hold your hand now is Dark Souls. Oh, yeah, and so it was like, Oh, it's like Legend of Zelda meets Dark Souls, and I'm like, Mm -hmm. It's absolutely not that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess in Dark Souls, you have a like dodge roll maneuver, so uh, lots of games have dodge rolls. (laughs) I was gonna say, In this game, there's that, so I guess maybe it's like Dark Souls if that's your only comparison. Um, but no, it's it, I tell you, for me um like the the easiest thing that I could I could equate it to that I've ever played is basically it feels a lot like a link to the past mm-hmm. but instead of link you're a crow whose job whose job is to collect souls okay like that's kind of like it's got you know like so basically the premise of the game is you're that like there's this place I guess in purgatory or wherever where like there're these little crows and it's their job to to the doormaster gives them a door. They go through the door, kill whoever they're sent out to kill, collect the soul, bring it back. And that's kind of it, right? Mm-hmm. And so you start off as a crow and you get your, your contract and you go out and you have the first thing the game throws you against is the boss like that you're up against to, to uh-huh. collect the soul. Uh-huh. And so you, you beat it and then you're get, you're getting ready to collect the soul and you get whacked in the back of the uh-huh. head by a crow much larger than you and he takes it. Mm-hmm. So you have to go and like the first thing you kind of have to do is go find him and be like, "What the fuck, man?" Yeah, and and so you you get there and you find out that he has been given a contract for a soul, but it's behind a door that he can't get open, and mm-hmm. he needs to collect a large amount of souls to open this door. He thinks so he can go in there and 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 get his contract finished, mm-hmm. and so he's like, "Look, you're younger than me." Uh, he's like, I've been doing this for a long time. Uh, this is my last one kind of thing. If you could collect me these mega souls, uh, which like basically is like the bosses of three different areas and we can open this door, you know, I got to appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of it. It's kind of sets you off um, from, from this like kind of centralized like cemetery location. And he's like, I need the soul from this witch who's to the North uh, mm-hmm. this beast to the West and the frog King who's taken over this forest region to the East. Mm-hmm. And it kind of sets you on your path. And as you, you go uh, through the areas, you know, you have your enemies, you fight stuff like that. And basically how it, it kind of plays out is you'll go through like kind of this outdoor area. First, and you clear all that shit out and you work your way to what is essentially the dungeon mm-hmm. of that area and then go through the dungeon and, Kill the boss, bring it back to the door, go to the next one, that kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, goes from there. But uh, it, 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 the controls are super tight. The music mm-hmm. is amazing. The yeah. music is so good. Uh, combat's really fun. It's not easy, but it's not overwhelmingly frustratingly difficult like a Souls game. Yeah, it really does feel like a throwback to like. A sixteen-bit era action RPG, like uh-huh. it really, really does feel like Link to the Past. You know, you have a sword as your main attack, and then you have—I guess they call it like spells, but it's not like everything's not a spell, right? It's like yeah, right. you can throw a fireball, you can throw bombs. Uh-huh. Um, you have a bow and arrow, and then the last thing is a hook shot which mm-hmm. you basically use for traversal. Yeah. And you know, it, there's a bit of like revisiting earlier places just for like secrets and stuff like that. Because like, you know, even in the cemetery that you start off in there, are, there are places where you see, you obviously can use the hookshot to get to right, right. certain things. Um, because you collect, um, souls from every enemy you kill. And then there's like, you'll see orbs like around places that you can't get to yet. Stuff like that. And those mm-hmm. orbs give you like a hundred souls instead of just one or two. Right. And then, you go back to the, the court of crows or whatever, and you can turn in the souls to upgrade your abilities, upgrade your attack and all that kind of shit. It's so like your basic action RPG kind yeah. of stuff. But yeah. man, it's just, it's, it's so good. Like everything about it, like I would have thought it was a super giant game. Okay. <laughs> like, like, had I not known anything going into it, and I just picked it up and like didn't pay attention to to the acid nerve logo, like it it really does feel like something that's polished to that like level, like the way they release their stuff, right? Which makes it even more impressive that two yeah, people it's did only this, two people, you know? yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, that's awesome. I'll have to check that out. I mean, I know that um, what's it? Nobody saves the world. Uh, that's kind of yeah, that, yeah, that's on there too, and that's supposed to be that's a the Guacamole guys drink box. Oh, okay. Nice. Um, and that's been getting a lot of praise too. Um, yeah,
1: so I, I'm, I'm playing the gunk now. I, yeah, I did the gunk next because I heard it was really short. So
0: Man, I don't know that one. Um, I'm I'm still playing Bio Mutant. It's a game that won't ever end. Mm. And then I have 13 Sentinels. Um, each is oh, nice, yeah. uh, that I. But it, I'm kind of balancing. Like, all right, how much? What can I play in? Three weeks, right? Because yeah, yeah, Thirteen exactly. Sentinels, I know, is supposed to be very complicated just because of the way that all the stories. You have to pay attention to this different stories and this stuff in the past, stuff in the future, mm. uh, in order to really kind of get it all. So I'm like,
1: well, the, this was like I finished the the main like like the achievement for finishing the game pops. There's a true ending which I'm working on now, but I finished i couldn't stop playing it first like every time i turned it on it was like two or three hours but yeah it took uh i f- i came in just under 10 hours just just going through and, and finishing it and i did a lot of exploring but like i missed you know obviously missed some stuff and, and going back through um to get what they call the true ending which i have no idea what the true ending is uh-huh. but uh there's a little more involved like a little more fetch questy kind of stuff that the the main game is absolutely none of that. Yeah. Um but there's more fetch questy kind of stuff in, in doing this to get the the true ending. And now I'm at like I think I'm at like thirteen or fourteen hours in and I've only got a couple of other things that I need to get mm-hmm. um to completely finish it. So All right. it's not a long game, but man yeah. it's good.
0: Yeah. All right. Well maybe I'll do that after uh Biomute. Maybe I'll take take that one for a spin and nobody saves the world and, and kind of see. I don't, it's like I have these, because I also have like, you know, I redid my, my Batman playthrough, so I still have like Arkham mm-hmm. City to go through. Well, that's a that's a long fucking game, right? And yes. I don't want to get started on it, because like Horizon Forbidden West comes out, and then four days later, like Witch Queen comes out. So it's like those two mm-hmm. games right there are going to last me, well, I mean, obviously Witch Queen's going to last me for a full goddamn year but <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> um because i i pre-ordered the the version that has the the four seasons um yeah me too and then horizon's supposed to be a minute too so it's like i don't want to get in anything oh and then die,
1: you know uh, dying light i had no idea dying light was already coming out yeah i'm just
0: i'm so i just zombie games and me they're just not yeah no but, um, but i
1: love the first one i never so played I, it i have to play it I have to play part two.
0: Or if I did, I played it very briefly. You know, I always get Dying Light mixed up with Dead Island. Um,
1: mm-hmm. So <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean they're they're very similar. So.
0: Yeah, and I wasn't I I wasn't a fan of Dead Island, so I don't know if I played Ooh, Dying I Light and didn't like it, or I just assumed I wouldn't like it because it was I felt it was like it. <laughs> right, right. Um, but it's like I don't want to get into something like really big, and then you know, kind of
1: have to yeah, that's you know that's kind of what i've been doing right because i yeah. was like i have so much i'm, I'm still playing the evil within two, but i haven't touched it since i started death's door to be honest with you like i i you know i've been playing destiny pretty much every day at least a little bit yeah but like man i've been playing and like if i'm playing something for the past you know week it's just been death's door and i think i cut one lawn friday night after we stopped playing destiny
0: yeah yeah so. and i and i have um i have disco Elysium too. Yeah, I going to start that. Th- that I, I heard have.
1: that's really long too, though.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. I'm like, oh, that's that's probably long too. Like, but I figure I, I would much rather have stuff that I can kind of pull out when I know that there mm-hmm. isn't going to be anything for a while than kind of the trying to rush something. So yeah cool cool well that sounds good i'm i'm looking forward to it it's it's always you know it's like i mean game pass is is great because they have so many games but it's also like they have so many games <laughs> that right. you're like you know sometimes trying to pick something you're like well you know i think i might like it and then you try it, and you're like eh, i'm not sure so to kind of hear someone that you know whose opinion you you trust to to say yeah, okay I played it. It's really good. Uh,
1: what's one of those things. Cause I'm so like anti game pass most of the time. I'm like, yeah, game pass sucks. Yeah. But something like this happens and I'm like, fuck, I got to keep game pass, <laughs> you know, cause you never know. Right. Like the gunk is not right anywhere near as good. Like it's whatever I heard. It's like four hours and I'm already yeah. over halfway through that point. So, I mean, I'll knock it out. Um, it's all right, but, right. um, you know, for every, the gunk or every other thing that I play once and never touch again, man, if there's a desk door, like, it's worth it. Well,
0: it's like Carrion. I mean, I love that game. I played it Mm -hmm. on Game Pass. Um, I mean, Halo, like, I would have, I would have, like, I was never, I was never going to buy Halo. It just, it just wasn't going to happen. I was either going (laughs) to rent it, or I was, you know, or it's on Game (laughs) Pass. So, for me, I go, well, you know what? It, it, it you know, it, it, and I enjoyed it, but I just, I was never going to buy it. Just like, I would never would have bought Forza and Horizons. And Mm. that game is fun as hell. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, so for me, these, these, these games, it's like, it's not, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm playing stuff that I wouldn't have played if I didn't have game pass. And I don't mean like I wouldn't have bought like Forza. I just, I never would have played period. I wouldn't have rented it. I wouldn't have played it. Mm -hmm. You know, Halo, I would have rented, but, but some of these indie games, I don't know if I would have played them on the Xbox if 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 it bubbled up enough to where it ended up on the Switch, then then I probably would yeah. buy it there. Right, but um, but if it wasn't, and I think Death Store is on Switch, but it's yeah, like, it came out last
1: year on Switch. Yeah. yeah,
0: but it's like if if it didn't make it there, then I I probably wouldn't play it because I mean, there's just you know, there's just so many games that are available, and it's like they just I you know if I'm going to spend my money on something, you know, sadly, it's going to be something big that's going to take me a while to get done, or it's going to be something Mm -hmm. like destiny where there's a super long tail. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's just because I'm cheap and I want to get the most, (laughs) I want to get the most out of my money. So, um, so game pass kind of lets me, you know, play games that I probably wouldn't have paid for. And hopefully the developers get, you know, some kind of, cut of that or something uh oh yeah so well cool well uh if i ever finish biomutant which is a game that just seems to go on forever i mean i'm kind of at the point for like the final i don't know if i'm near the final mission it feels like i am but it's like all these little side quests and i just if i see the side quests pop up like i have to go do them and at some point Mm -hmm. i have to say just stop doing (laughs) right but um but yeah that's awesome that uh that'll kind of give me something to uh to kick around with um all right well i think that's it for us for this episode so next episode is uh we'll be on super bowl sunday uh go Bengals! um so we are not going to be recording on sunday um so that we can we can each watch the game uh so we will be recording that week on monday um So that'll be a little bit of a change. So, um, But, you know, once we have the show up, hopefully, uh, you will uh, be there with us. And uh, we'll be talking about, uh, you know, I'm not sure what other stuff is going to be coming out. I I did see, uh, I'm really curious tomorrow, because it's the last day it's on. There's some Chris Evans superhero movie from like 2009 called Push. I had never mm. heard, heard of. And I was just reading yeah, something maybe. that it was like, oh, this is like the 10 best film, the best films that are like leaving streaming this month. And it's on like Amazon Prime. And I was like, mm. i never heard of this movie, so I'm going to watch that tomorrow. <laughs> but, nice. Uh but anyway, so uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll find something uh, to chat about games, movies, whatever. Uh, but anyway, I uh, hope you have a great rest of your evening, and uh, we will uh, spend some more time with you in the next couple weeks. Uh, so for myself and Mitch, this has been episode 140 of Devoto by Werewolves. Uh, thank you again. Good night, and good evening.